Welcome to Under the Lens. Come and enjoy an extraordinary, raw, and unfiltered podcast that delivers debate, discussions, and interviews about film, pop culture, and everything in between. Here is your host, film critic and journalist, Byron Lafayette. Today I had the pleasure of speaking with David Hackle, a director who has helmed such films as Saw 5 and Daughter of the Wolf. We talked about his newest film, Dangerous, which is coming to theaters and on demand November 5th. It stars Scott Eastwood, Tyrese Gibson, and Kevin Durand, and tells the story of a reformed sociopath who is trying to solve the murder of his brother and try and figure out exactly what's going on on his brother's property while he's pursued not only by the FBI, but a band of deranged mercenaries. I really enjoyed this interview and this film, and I hope that you also enjoy listening into the conversation that I had with David Hackle. Yeah, well, uh, first off, I just want to say uh, congratulations on making a uh, making a great movie. I watched it last night, and I, I really enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah. uh, I know we have uh, limited time, so I'll, I'll jump right in with my uh, my questions here. Um, and uh, I'm going to be kind of looking over to the side a little bit because I have another screen with my notes. So, sure. uh, <laughs> but um, what uh, initially drew you uh, to uh, the script? Well, I um, initially I think when the script was presented to me uh it was it was in the middle of covid when uh another project that i was working on with the same producers um got shut down and we were looking for something that would make sense to to try to tackle during you know during the lockdown time and um and they said we've got this other story with with scott eastwood attached and um we're wanting you to take a look at it. And, and of course I looked at it and, and, you know, realized all the challenges of shooting on an Island and, and, you know, this, these remote locations and, um, and in the isolation, I thought, well, on the one hand, it lends itself very well to shooting during COVID, but it was really about the character and this really interesting um, psychopath, apparently who, uh, <laughs> who is trying to make amends, who's trying to change his ways. And, and uh, for all his trying, it doesn't work. But then ultimately, we realized that, that, um, you know, this guy wasn't necessarily as bad as we think he wasn't the murderer that everyone is saying he is, he is, uh, he's so much more than that. Um, so it's the complex character. Uh, and then also really, the challenge of how to how to realize that character and, and how to realize the story um that really was something that I, i'm always drawn to a good challenge so you know. <laughs> oh yeah that actually kind of kind of leads into my uh my next question of that uh, you know this uh this particular you know picture um was there any like unique challenges of to you as a director you know when you were making it that you had to tackle sure um uh you know definitely as soon as scott and i started having conversations uh the biggest challenge was how do you get his character to come to life um, and feel feel grounded, feel feel real and honest, and um, and I know Scott had a lot of concerns about it because here's a character who's on heavy medication in the early part of the story, and yet for an actor, when you say to him, "Well, the medication, you know, makes him so he's a emotional. He doesn't respond the way a normal person would respond to anything." Well, for an actor, that's like 
how the hell do I do that? <laughs> and that was, I, I think Scott probably said those words exactly. Um, uh, and so we had to work through that quite a bit. You know, we had to, we had to really, you know, make discoveries on, on where his character could come to life. And I think that, uh, there were, there were so many little pieces that we, that we put together that, that worked little tonal reactions that Scott nailed so beautifully. And, and, and I, you know, really got to give great credit to Scott for that because, um, it, I'm sure he was, I'm sure he was nervous at first about how this would play. You know, what if, you know, what if the reaction doesn't feel right? What if there's not a big enough reaction? You know, um, it's, it's always that, you know, that question of, you know, what's exactly the right, honest, you know, reaction for a character in, in a moment, in a, in any story, in any scene. And yet Scott seemed to just have this handle on it. That was so good when he walks up to the door at the inn the first time, um, when he, even the first time he opens his apartment door and finds a man standing in his apartment. Um, uh, I think the, the, um, instinct might be to go a little over the top on that or, or to play it so dull that, um, that there's really nothing there, you know, and, uh, and yet Scott found this perfect balance in between, you know, when he's, when he's reading the, the note cards in his hotel room before, seeing his mother trying to figure out the appropriate thing to say, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sorry for your loss. And his, and the way he just, you know, reached out and like pat on the shoulder and he's kind of mm -hmm. like, you know, but, it, but you can see that he doesn't believe that himself, mm -hmm. you know, and this is, that's the first part of the story where you start to realize that his therapist who has been giving him, you know, advice and who is basically his, his guide through his, his, or into his new life, um, of not being a killer. Um, <laughs> his, his therapist is, is really his guide. And yet his therapist is not the best guide in the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the imagination. Um, and uh, so that when he reads those cards and he, and he, you can feel that he just doesn't believe what's going on here. Mm -hmm. You know, he looks every time he takes his meds, he's like, why am I doing this? They make my hands shake. You know, it's mm -hmm. he, there's something off about it. He knows, he knows what, what he's doing early on in the story is not who he is and, and, uh, and not something that sits right with him and then not sits right, not sit right with the audience. Of course, the audience looks at him and goes, something's, something's up here. And that's where, I think that's where a lot of the volatility of the character comes in and, and a lot of the potential for, for violence and the potential for danger comes from in the character, mm -hmm. even early on, you know, um, so that was, that was really one of the biggest challenges. Yeah. No, yeah. Cause uh, you know, I, th I thought it was handled well because you know, what you were, you know, what you were saying exactly about, you know, the, the lack of emotion and such, you know, it's so easy. It would be so easy with a, you know, a script like that, you know, for, to fall into an emotional response with a character. And I was impressed yeah, yeah. throughout the whole, whole, you know, picture that didn't happen, you know, it, except yeah. appropriate moments, of course, you know, yeah. um, you know, e even necessarily not smiling at a moment when normally a character would smile. You know? Exactly. So, you know, exactly. So, it was, yeah. it was well, well handled and um and yeah. i thought it was, it was handled well too as well you know kind of you know handling the the sociopathic elements you know because so many you know pictures we see you know people as just mindless killers or whatever you know the michael myers types you know yeah and that we saw that you know that he's not necessarily that inside he's just you know a person who has a problem you know yeah. and then you know he only has his murderous instincts necessarily due to his previous job that we find out later on you know yeah 
And I think the, you know, an instinct for an actor might be to play this very, you know, monotone and, and yet, you know, where, where we landed with it, Scott was able to sort of vacillate between a man who like, there was a tension in there, I should say, you know, is, is what I'm trying to say is like, um, you could feel that he wasn't necessarily sold on, on the new life, mm -hmm. but he knew that that's what he needed to do if he was ever going to progress, or he believes that's what he needed to do if he was ever pro going to progress in life. Yet the man that he was is really the man he needs to be, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, and then of course that's where we go. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I also, uh, love the moment where, you know, you mentioned the fact that he doesn't smile. Well, the only time we see him smile early on in the story is when he meets Freddie, when he meets his nephew and, and there's this innocence about him and about the boy. And it's almost like they connect on the same kind of level of, of, um, uh, you know, a, a very straight up, straightforward emotional quality where there's very little judging. Um, and, uh, you know, Freddie, you know, Freddie just is like, Hey, you're my uncle D, you know, that's great. And he's probably the first person in the story who's not judging him, you know, who's not judging D who's not, you know, who doesn't come with an agenda. Right. And, and that is the first time you see D even crack a slight smile, you know, and, and, and be personable for the first time. Oh, that's, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, with the, you know, um, this is not your, your first, you know, foray into, into action, you know, uh, pictures yeah. you've done like daughter of the wolf and, and, uh, amongst others, uh, you know, um, when you're designing, you know, an action set piece or something, you know, like, a um, like the submarine, you know, shootout or something like, how do you, how do you frame that? And how do you, you know, manage kind of like the, the acting as well as like the pyrotechnics and every and everything, cause there's so much going on. Like how do, how do you approach that as a director? Um, well, of course, you know, uh, I, I break it down to its, its smallest parts, of course, you know, um, uh, this one, we didn't have a lot of time to storyboard, but there were, there were certain things we storyboarded. Um, and, uh, I wish we had more time for it because we could have even had more fun with it. But I think that for the time we had and, um, and, and the environment we were working in, uh, you know, we had, we had such luck with the weather first of all it didn't snow on us until <laughs> until the very last day of shooting outside with the lighthouse um and literally an hour after we finished shooting the lighthouse outside uh it started dumping with snow so that was that was something that's really really fortunate mm -hmm. um but um with a big action sequence like that you really just have to bring it down to to its you know its smallest elements and um uh you know, those pieces have to come together shot by shot by shot. And, and, um, uh, working with the cast, of course, the characters come out through, you know, through those, those, um, individual parts. You know, we shot that whole thing in about four days, um, from mm -hmm. the time they enter the, uh, the tunnels down, you know, beneath the inn and, and arrive there. Um, and these massive action sequences, which involved, you know, the, the big machine gun battle, the, um, you know, the carrying of the gold and, and the fighting and, and everything, uh, the falls, whatnot. That was, that was, um, I was astounded how fast we were able to move, but we had a, we have a really good team. So that, that helps a lot. Um, just good planning, you know, um, is, is really how we had to tackle that most. Um, we did have a bonus, uh, 
in our in our planning period in that we all had to go into quarantine for two weeks mm-hmm. right before we uh, just just about uh, I guess two or three weeks before we started shooting. Mm-hmm. So we had to plan that into our schedule. We had to location scout everything quite early on. Then I had to go down to uh, the States and shoot with Mel Gibson, then come back and quarantine. And so we brought all the other actors up at the same time. So I kind of had this two week reprieve that you don't normally get uh, of, of being locked into my own, you know, my hotel room and, um, and being able to work through things over and over. And uh, the, I guess that was kind of the blessing that we needed, <laughs> you, know, with that little, you know, that little bonus of, of prep time. Yeah. So, that's cool. You know, you, you mentioned, you know, having, having a great, a great team and, and a great cast. And, you know, that was something, you know, initially, you know, drew me uh, to this picture was that, you know, it has a, a, a fantastic cast, you know, there's like, you know, just, yeah. you know, tons of actors I really like and, you know, and have followed for years and such. And, you know, uh, what was it, you know, kind of like, you know, working with, you know, a, a group of people that have, you know, been in the industry for so long, you know, there's such, such professionals, you know, in, in, uh, in acting. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, for one thing, they're very confident in their abilities. Um, and, and they're all really good people. I mean, every one of them, uh, you know, they, they just had like this personal confidence. Um, and, um, and they, they all kind of really understood the story too. Um, and I, I think as soon as they understood, uh, the farcical nature of it, you know, that was one of the first questions Mel Gibson asked was he said, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a bit farcical. And I'm like, yes, definitely. And he's like, Oh, good. Well, now, you know, now I know what to do. Right. And, um, you know, how, how playful Mel Gibson could be in some of his best roles. And so he brought that and, um, he was, he was the first, he was the first actor that we filmed with. And I think that that, uh, even though the other cast weren't with him while we're filming, it kind of brought a new perspective, I think for everybody to, to the film of, how much fun this is going to be. Mm-hmm. And um, Kevin Durand, who plays, who plays Cole, who, you know, this, this vicious villain in the story is actually one of the nicest men on earth and, <laughs> uh, and very funny. And um, uh, Brendan Fletcher, same thing. He, he, um, a- anytime you would ask him to, you know, give a little bit of something funny, he would take it to, you know, he would take it up 150% and, and just make, make you, you know, fall over laughing sometimes. Um, and, and it was a bit of a ludicrous situation. I mean, here we were all locked into these hotels. We we're going from our hotel to set and that was it. There was no going out and, and, um, you know, we weren't hitting the bars at night or on the weekends. <laughs> or anything like that. It was just, we just couldn't. Mm-hmm. We had a very tight schedule with 19 days of shooting all together. And, um, and it was, it was kind of exhausting. So we were, you know, going home and falling asleep and waking up and going to set. And, yeah. and that was it. And I think the only way to get through something like that is, is with the right frame of mind and the right spirit. And um, not to say it was without difficulties because it was very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. It was cold. It was damp. It was remote locations, um, isolation, of course. And, uh, and having a good sense of humor about, about it is really important. And, and that's what we had uh, in abundance on that set, you know, like I say, uh, a cast who, who are all so confident in their own beings and their own work um, that they can have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and I think that really comes across on film. I think it's, you know, it's something where you can see the, uh, the playfulness mm-hmm. in the actors. We had, we had some actors who it was their first movie. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, certainly Joe, who's at the end, it's one of her first, one of her first roles. And yet when I look at her now, I can't imagine casting anybody else for that character, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and she held her own against Scott Eastwood in, in all the scenes and, and, um, you know, and then, and then of course, actors like Brennan Fletcher, who's been acting since he was a child, uh, Ryan Robbins, who is, uh, you know, who, who plays Felix, who's one of my very good friends. Mm-hmm. It was also really nice having a friend on set. You know, we've done a couple movies together and, and, and having somebody that you're so close to and, and you can just look over and, you know, <laughs> get that, that confident nod from, or, or just a shake of the head, like, don't do that. <laughs> uh, you know, Ryan, Ryan's amazing. And, mm-hmm. and he knows all those other actors from working with them on, on many, many things. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it was the chemistry. It was really that, that great chemistry that, that, and of course that, that, you know, trickles over into the crew as well. And, um, and the crew were such a great bunch of people that, uh, you know, we were all having fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. We got through it. Well, I think that came across very, very well, uh, you know, in the, in, in the finished product. And like yeah. I said, I think you, you, you produced a, a great movie. Um, you know, I really yeah. liked it. And I think, it, I think a lot of people are going to like it a lot. So I know it's going to be yeah. reflected in my, my review. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I really appreciate you taking the, the time out of your busy schedule to, to talk Thank with you. me. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Uh huh, man. Yeah, hey. I, I I definitely look forward to to your next production. Thanks. Me too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Oh, thanks Great. again.